0: Welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Thursday, the tenth of August. My name's Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you today, mate?
1: All right, mate. I might have already got a chip butty in Alan with these old games. So
0: (laughs) that's true. Yeah, from our predictions last week. Yeah, there's there's a sneaky entry into the uh, has it gone viral? Has a Blaze fan got viral with the? holiday pictures being responded to with burger sold to Burnley. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. We'll see at Actually. the end of the season whether that counts. Well, it the week before the season, and uh, <laughs> this isn't quite how I imagined it would be going. Um, I, I, I just want to address this up front, I guess, before we get into it. What, what we're going to do today uh, in a moment, once we've just recapped the, uh, the latest news of the Blades, we're going to we're going to map out how to stay up this season how to avoid relegation which is basically what needs to go right in order for us to stave off an immediate return to the championship we obviously did a similar thing last season which was how to win promotion um and we we sort of broke it down into various categories and gave like a rating of how likely or achievable those things were and uh yeah most of them most of them came off i suppose and uh yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna try and do the same this year slightly more difficult i think because of circumstances around the club um so yeah i just want to address this up front that i've been doing this podcast for almost six years now i think i started in october 2017 whenever that whenever that game was that we beat hole 4-1 and leon clark went bananas yeah um to almost six years and this is this is definitely the first time during that span that I think I've been genuinely a bit angry at how the club is being run. Like I don't want to be sensationalist about it. And it does also obviously speak to how good those years have been in that period, but pretty peeved at the moment to say the least. I mean I will allow that the transfer window closes in three weeks and you know we may well sign good players in those three weeks and we may even beat Palace on Saturday with the squad that we've got right now, but as it
1: stands, mate, what a mess this 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 build is. I thought you were gonna do a bit I thought you were gonna do a like then and resign live on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, but that's enough for me. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right. I mean obviously I listened to Blaze before I uh, before I were on it. And I don't think anyone can ever, you know, clash you as a negative fan at all. I think we both got done for being clappers for a lot of last year when that's we were true. sticking up with the team. So you know, I'm conscious of a divided fan base. I know we have a few listeners who are defending what's happening and a few saying that we might be better in the long run. And I don't want to seem antagonistic, but I'm just in a different place to those people and there's no point in me trying to pretend I'm not. I respect people's opinion and I'd, I'd love to agree with them, but you know, I, just, I don't think it's an overreaction to say it's been an absolute shambles uh, in pre-season. Um, that's just my opinion as a fan. You know what I mean. I'm not no agenda. Did no get an agenda. Did <laughs> I? You know, no agenda against the prince or anything. We've stuck up for him on here many a time. Even after the Wilder fallout, we were, you know, really fair. I think this is pretty indefensible. I think whatever you think of like Berger and Diogo in and the reasons and and the money and whatever. You know, the contracts running down. The fact that we've got no replacements and the fact that we're going to put the team out that we're going to put out on Saturday. I just don't think that you can defend that. And I'm with you, you know, we don't really know if it's going to be a good window probably until September the 2nd, but the season kicks off on Saturday. Yeah, It's it just write write off a in two days, of... yeah. But yeah, you can't, write a, you can't write a month of the season off in the Premier League. If it were the Championship, I might have had more sympathy because you can come from behind, as we showed under Hacking Bottom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so difficult to do that with... To me, it almost feels like we've... It feels like you've written off a season... And it's not like we get loads of opportunities to be in the Premier League as Sheffield United fans, and I just find it really disappointing. And like I say, for me, it's the fact that there's no quite evident. We kept hearing from certain accounts that oh, you know, we've got replacements lined up if if the worst case are not. Well, it's evidently not not true because you know, and I went eleven days ago, I think, and is recording, and we're nowhere closer to to getting anything like a replacement. In you know, you look at. Coventry, uh, Grauquez went, and a few days later Sims come in. That's just an example, you know. Teams have got a plan. I've been reading at the moment that Borough are not going to go like at Pomgo until they've got a replacement. That's how a, a good, well-run club acts. You have mm. replacements and strategies in place, and it's just a complete mess. I think you're right. Mess is the term.
0: Yeah, and I don't feel like uh, we're on an island here when the manager himself is saying pretty much the same thing you know, I mean, he was on I, think,
1: uh, I Sorry, I think three quarters of the fan base are just in shock, I think, more than anything
0: else <laughs> Yeah, Heckenbottom's going on Talksport. I think it was and, you know, he's literally saying words to the effect of I don't want to get in trouble when he's asked about the situation mm-hmm. at the club with contracts um, Yeah, which, which leads us on to this week's hammer blow if you like, of uh, yeah. Berger to Burnley, and Mate, this sucks. This I absolutely hate this. I I I've put I I've put you know obviously thought about it a lot because it's been well I guess it's not been in the news that long, which is also quite frustrating because it it did sort of come out of nowhere and then gets completed very very quickly. But I have thought about it and like this is this has made me more annoyed or upset mm-hmm. if you like than a going because I understand. And Jai wanting to go to Marseille, you can't tell me Berger's desperate to get to Burnley for God's sake. I mean, and and, you know, we're then getting messages from the club that like we will just not accept losing a player for zero. Like if they're not going to sign a new contract, Mm -hmm. then we we're getting shot of them immediately. Like clearly, Burnley were the only ones. What's clearly happened is we haven't been able to reach an agreement with Berger on a new contract, which is entirely fair like from from his yeah. point of view I mean I, I don't think I'd
1: sign a new contract with us uh, right now you know I I absolutely play, not no I'd, if you've got I'd, any ambition you're not going to do it and you know people might say you you're being negative towards your own club but you know if you've got aspirations you're not going to sign for Sheffield United right now and this is why I think we'll probably struggle to get decent players in as well but
0: I'd, I'd play out my final year in the Premier mm. League hope to have mm. a good season you know ideally keep us up and you know get all the the bonuses and maybe a new contract that comes with that, but keep your options open is absolutely what I would do. As um, particularly Berger's age, what is he, he's twenty six now, so he's, yeah, prime, you know, he's, up, yeah, yeah he's, he's entering that stage where his his next move really does matter for the the rest of his career. And clearly, United you know, have just gone like, okay, so you're not going to sign a new contract, right? We quick pick up the phone, ring every club in the Premier League. <laughs> Mm. He can take him for twelve million or whatever
1: it is. Look, I mean, half of Twitter are in the know. I'm not one of them, thankfully. But whatever, whatever happened, whether we, you know, oh, he pushed him out. Oh, he demanded a move. It don't reflect well on us that he's gone to Burnley. Whichever way you try and spin it, because it's a club who's just come up with us. Even if he wanted to go, what what does that say about you know about Sheffield United? It's not a dream move for him. No, you know, it's it's not something. If he went to Chelsea or even someone like West Ham. You could say, well, do you know what? Yeah, they're a stable Premier League club. You know, well, not stable, maybe not, but you know, <laughs> uh, they're a club who's you know thrived in the Premier League before. I just don't buy that. He said, as soon as a Burnleys come on the phone. That's the place I want to go, Turf Mall <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> my favorite, my favorite suggestion was that he wants to live closer to his big mate. <laughs> I love that. Although
0: I don't
1: know where that came from. That's a brilliant one. That, yeah. I'm like, God, crack. I mean, I'm not. I just here. like to say, I'm not in the know or anything like that. I just don't believe that. Sanderberger got wind of Burnley. I mean, people seem to have forgot as well that we left Sander out against Wrexham last season. Hmm. There was obviously something going on there. And he ended up staying. And again, it maybe he said, no, no, Fulham are interested. I don't want to play. Heckingbottom didn't spin it like that. He just said he was told by the club on the morning of that game, don't play Sander Berger. My own opinion is we've been touting him around for a couple of years. Oh, gosh, yeah. Got, I mean, that, that's,
0: that's yeah. the serious open secret, that
1: one. Like, yeah. yeah. And we finally got someone to come in. And, you know, we probably almost oh, we'll probably had to try and sell it to him. No yeah. offense to Bill, by the way. They're making a much better fist of it than. I'm laughing almost when people say we're selling this to one of our rivals I'm like are they really going to be our rivals though this season Burnley to be fair I'm not sure because the way things are going they look far ahead of us I think the biggest tragedy is such a handsome man living in Burnley but... <laughs>
0: I'm I'm not here for any Sander slander you know we've been, uh, we, we've been we have been trying to sell him for two plus years and I, I cannot believe that suddenly he wants to jump ship when we get promoted like you know from all the evidence we've seen of him sticking around and, and playing hard for his last season and clearly yeah. <laughs> really, really appreciating being part of the team that and winning promotion and yeah, the club is just spinning him off to whoever will give us what we deem to be acceptable because he won't agree a new deal. And as you said, people at the club should ask themselves what those reasons are for him uh, not I, signing a new I, deal really and how we can nip me. them in the bud for everyone else who's out of contract this year.
1: This is what really frustrated me. The 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 PR line—I don't, don't have PR. I don't, I don't want to be harsh on anyone, but you, people know I'm talking about. Thing is that, well, you know, he wanted to go. Like, it, well, why? Why did he want to go to Burnley? What we come up at the same time with? We're a bigger club. There's Not that much in it, I don't think, in terms of finances or anything. Like, it's, but you know, we're, he's settled we're, here. He's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're a more glamorous in, you know, inverted quotes club, but. Why does he? Why is he decided? I just don't understand. Like how it reflects well on night whichever way you spin it. I don't really care if he said if he said I want to go to Burnley so much. But well, why is he saying that? What's happening? Why? Why has it got to that situation where? And like I say, the, the last year, the, the contract thing. I listened to. I know. I don't think you've watched the Prince interview. Have you, You're on Sheffield United? Why? I haven't. No. No. I don't, I don't blame people. I have not nothing against Nick and I thought they did as good a job as anyone could possibly have done on that. To be honest. I, I... It were a thankless task. The, the contract thing that he talked about, about he likes people being in the last year of the contract because it motivates them, is honestly, it might be... the I mean, Kevin McCabe said a lot of ridiculous stuff, but I think that might be the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard from any of our chairman ever. It's that like Chancery style. <laughs> it, it's just bizarre. And it's just like... But then you get into situations like this. And and Danny Old on uh, Brilliant, on Radio Sheffield yesterday, on their Football 11 podcast, said something like, You know, the excuse for that is, well, some of the players in final years have got options. But like he said, it's just kicking the can down the road. A year option, well, so what? You're just going to be in the same position the year after.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. It it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's it's not enough to just say he wants to leave. We, you know, we have to interrogate why he wants to leave beyond. I mean, I don't think Burnley are even paying him that much. Relatively, are they? I, I would, Im- I can't imagine Burnley have blown us out of the water from
1: a, a wage perspective. I, I loved, I loved the greedy bur- burger thing. It's like it's Burnley, you know. What I mean? And I'm not slagging. Look, it, there might be a Burnley fan listening to this, like saying, "I oh, do to say about Burnley. We're not slagging Burnley off. Mm-hmm. They're in, they should be the same as us. That's all we're saying. Yeah. There's no way you should be making a move from Sheffield United to Burnley when you both come up at the same time. Yeah. And you both had the same amount of um, uh, time to plan for these sort of things as well. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And like I say, I think the die stuff, I think you can absolutely defend that. And I think you can even defend saying, well, we haven't got a replacement ready because it happened so quick. If if everything's to be believed where he changed his mind. I just don't, I just can't. Like I say, I've seen other people, so you can't let him go. Last year, his contract but why does he want to go? Why do he, if he wasn't Burnley it'd make more sense.
0: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And I, I I sort of I can see the point of view. Um and who knows maybe this will prove absolutely correct. Maybe he will not be that impressive for Burnley, you know? Maybe he'll not be much better than he was the last time we were in the Premier League with him, but and so maybe he wouldn't have like you know moved the needle on our uh, chances of survival, you know, keeping him versus losing yeah, him. But yeah. eventually you just run out of good players. <laughs> you know, for That's whatever, it. for whatever yeah. you think about Berger's ability, he is a good player. He is like one of the few players that I was really confident would be fine at the Premier League. He might not be outstanding, but you as long as he stayed fit, you could pencil him in. He would start in midfield every single game, and I'd feel pretty good about it. Mm. and yeah as you said the, the team sheet we're likely to put out on Saturday is um, is going to be questionable I
1: think you know, that, but... yeah go on to sorry you know, say, and I, I, as you said if people think we're just moaning we even... listen to Eckingbottom's last two interviews a particular one yesterday where he says Berg is irreplaceable and he's not happy you know it's not this is not just the fans I've seen a lot of people say no there's a lot of people going over the top well if you're saying the fans are going over the top you're saying Bottoms as well
0: yeah, that's that's going to be the defence I fall back on, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, there goes Burger. I,
0: I, yeah, like I say, I, I, I don't really know why because I, I don't think he's been, you know, I, he hasn't been amazing for his Berger. I've really enjoyed watching him. Like, mm. You know, a, just in the sort of moment to moment, when he does something good, it's generally awesome. Like, it's, it's, it's unlike anything I've seen from more than a handful of United players in the times I've been watching. But, yeah, he's had his injury troubles. You know, he's he's not. He didn't dominate the championship like we, you know, hoped he would. He was fairly useless as a deep lying midfielder, which mm. I believe was what he was like brought in with the with the view to yeah. being. So I I get all that, but it still it sucks. I, I just hate I hate the thought of him playing for Burnley. And again, I've, I've got no beef with Burnley whatsoever, but no. like, I'm going to actively avoid their games next season because it does just feel like we've gone through a breakup and the ex has now shacked up at somebody who has. Better prospects and is better looking. <laughs>
1: Just yeah, but last year same, yeah, last year I had the same job as you with the same role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's got promoted and he's actually, you know, he's taking the next step. But. Yeah, like I say, coming so
0: close to the new season as well. Why didn't we do this months ago? This is what I keep coming back to this as well. If, if we'd sold Burger almost immediately after promotion, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, we'd still be having conversations of like this is this isn't normal. A promoter team does not do this. You know, promoter team keeps all of its best. We'd still be having those conversations. I completely yeah, get that, yeah. but. You take your money then, you know, you're very public about like is in the last year of his contract, it's not gonna sign, so we're moving now. Like we we're getting that yeah. money now and we've got two months to get a new player in or two new players what, in or whatever.
1: This is what's frustrating me so much with this talk of wait till the window shuts. But well, we'll be four games in by then. And, you know, that's yeah. a lot of games in the pre- You can't you can't do you can't run a club like this where all right, if the offer comes in, sell him. Have we got anyone ready? Uh, no, but give us a couple of weeks. So that's not, you can't do it like that when this season's like you say, if it were two months ago, I'd happily be sat here saying, I don't get it, but at least we've got a couple of months to sort of sells out. We haven't, yeah. we've got a day,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I think, look, I think we talked about this before, like we, we we really weren't that bothered about this season when we got promoted, in terms of like, you know, we'll worry about next season when we get there, and I think. Uh, not to speak for you, uh, put words in your mouth there, but certainly this is how I felt. It was like, yeah, we'll probably get relegated next season, and I'm all right with it because mm, yeah. the promotion, the you know, the, the TV money, the riches that promotion brings you, that solves our short term and long term financial problems. Yep. You know, yeah. you try and pick up, you spend a little bit of money, try and pick up some good young player. You know, get the squad younger, get it ready for the championship again. That's what we're doing. What I didn't factor in is that we're going to lose our two of our best players as well, and not really do much to replace them if anything nah. at all before the season starts like Willis Seelers we're going to start up front against Palace Ben Osborne might start in central midfield yeah that's uh, you know all all respect to those players I hope they do brilliantly we're obviously we're going to talk about them as part of our um, yeah how to avoid relegation yeah, well, thing. See, but, but not, that is, is kind nothing, of indefensible
1: yeah nothing against the players that we've currently got or the manager I, I, I don't I don't think anyone will get on the backs I think everyone knows that you know things start going wrong why but nothing against all those players that you've just mentioned Willis Sula should be in League One we were talking about a loan to Bristol Rovers last season Yeah, he should be on loan in League One banging 20 goals in and then getting ready for the next step up he should not be leading a, a Premier League team as it stands
0: Indeed and he's uh, yeah he's, he's probably going to have to because uh <laughs> No one else is fit or here. Um, we have brought in our new player. We will talk about yeah. him now, Vinicius Souza. So, uh, yeah, this has been uh, been in the works for a few weeks, hasn't it? He's, he's part of it's um, part of the City Group umbrella of clubs, isn't it? Which is probably why we got the inside track on him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I can tell from him, he is like a, a standout defensive midfielder. If we're just interested in defensive action, so. Mm. Compared against all midfielders in the uh, men's big five leagues last season is in the 89th percentile or higher for tackles, interceptions, clearances, and aerial wins. Like absolutely stellar defensive numbers. It's the rest of it where it falls down. He has like almost nil attacking contributions. This is a... You know, this is a player who's going to sit very deep unless we're trying to convert him into something else. He um, he had six touches per 90 minutes in the attacking third for Espanyol last season. Um, yeah, so this is a player who's he's not going to get forward. There's going to be an imaginary line, essentially, that he does not cross. And that's great, I think. You know, is it if you want a defensive midfielder, certainly he's very impressive. But I don't know, man. This, this seems like a, a piece to build around rather than, like, You know, seeing him as like a plug and play difference maker for us and I we're missing the other pieces to build around him at the moment. So this is one where I'm not totally enthused about right now. Um we'll see. He might end up having, you know, a big role to play if we surround him with better players, but he's not he's not gonna be the answer in a team that is gonna be
1: desperately lacking creativity, I think. No, and I'm quite (sighs) worried that people who don't, aren't as nerdy as ourselves and other people on the internet might think this guy's a Brazilian who's going to be starting to kick-ups in the middle of the pitch and <laughs> putting 40-yard screamers in, which is not his game and it's not his fault, it's not his game. we bought him, I imagine, to play alongside Berger, which had probably worked. And that's the, that's yeah. the annoying thing about it. Berger gets criticised for not doing the running and getting the defensive work and being a big lad who gets barged around and stuff. This guy seems the complete opposite. I think it could be. I don't know. Look, I've never seen him play, I'm not, so I'm not going to say he's going to be a great signing or a bad signing. But just from what you've, he's someone that we've probably lacked to a degree in the sense that I do think we've lacked physicality. We've seen Norwood get run past in the Premier League last time and stuff. So, and hopefully this guy's got more athleticism than him. But like I say, we need people around him. I don't, I don't know enough about Slomani. Maybe mm. he's going to be some sort of playmaker or anything like that. Maybe it'll work out, but I can't, as it stands, logically put an argument to say that we're going to have anything like enough creativity to to do, to do anything in in these early games until we get some more players in. Yeah, maybe uh,
0: you know, right now, maybe it frees Norwood to be like a, a pure sort of dis- yeah. distributor, if you like. Yeah. Although who is distributing it to is is up for debate, I guess. <laughs> and and so he doesn't have to worry about defending anymore. I mean,
1: I mean, the, the wing backs. I, I don't know. Whether this, this might have been on. I can't remember this, it might be in Hall and Sheffield that way, I can't remember, but they were talking about um with his def- we we're going to be that sort of defensive as a, as a midfield three and he's going to have a lot of energy, if nothing else, with Osborne there as well. Maybe you get a chance to put your wing-backs up, maybe we see better stuff from La Roo- La Um, You know, when Bogle comes back, maybe it'll work out for him, but that's possibly the best I can give you in, in terms of an attacking sense.
0: Yeah. Let's see, I guess, it's, it's, it's quite an expensive, you know, Player as well, right? Like for us, am I? I don't, I don't know
1: what he is. I mean, these talks talked about. Te- I don't obviously undisclosed ten million. I didn't get earlier. You know the the talk of the we were going to get him on loan, and then we sold him down. We thought we'll buy him permanent. Like he that's the wrong way around. Surely you, you, <laughs> you? I don't understand that whatsoever. It's not. You, it's not. A, it's not a sure thing that he's going to be a success. Surely be better to get him on loan yeah. and and buy, with a with a loan to a permanent. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look. On the overall thing, I sort of get the plan to a degree with United. uh, Get rid of the high earners, get your money for their assets, you know, your assets, while they're they're, they're not at the peak value, because that's another annoying thing that we've not got anything like we should have got for both Burger and, well, maybe for Burger, but certainly not in Dye. And bring in cheaper, younger players and sell them on and just try and be self-sufficient because the owner's not putting anything else in. And I've seen some people say, well, that's what Brentford do. You know, they didn't weaken. But Brentford didn't weaken when they went up. Mm. They didn't sell Tony as soon as they went up. Or, <laughs> you know, they didn't They didn't get rid of any... Because I saw someone say, oh, they sold the goalkeeper. It's like, yeah, but they're established now. They yeah. can afford to lose a goalkeeper. People talk about Palace losing Zahar, But they bought Lerma in and a, and a, I suppose, brilliant wonder kid for... Twenty-five million pound, and they're already in a better place than us because they've got, you know, as a they're established team. Uh, we're going to be starting with a kid up front who can get in Derby's team last season. Yeah,
0: I mean, if uh, you know, if it sort of transpires that we've essentially traded Berger for Souza, then I don't know. I'm not. I'm it's not a and,
1: and this is why I do worry. But that, financially, that, I mean, like, yeah. You know, sorry, yeah, yeah. I I do, I do worry that people are going to expect stuff from this guy that. Almost certainly not going to give us in terms of a, in a, a flair sense, and that's not his fault. He shouldn't be criticised for that. But I've got a feeling he might be from people who are expecting, you know, Sanderberg or Mark II, and he's just a completely different player. And on on the thing about trying to replace your star players with cheaper ones—not in this particular instance but I'm talking about Ndai going and you know, coming is the line and all this sort of stuff. Sometimes you can get lucky, and sometimes it works. But in my Experience supporting Sheffield United. It goes the other way. We sold D- Dean, got Jostein Flo, got relegated. Sold Dean and Fjord, off, got John Cullen, <laughs> and of course, I, do I think we brought Ian Rush. in. went, you know, <laughs> terrible. Sold Walker and Norton, and got Nosworthy and Jordan Stewart. You know, we sold Beate and got the fake Beate. It's just maybe I'm scarred, and maybe that's why there's a lot of younger people who are more optimistic and saying, "Well, these guys could do it." I've just seen it happen that many times where you sell your big assets and it's so hard to replace them yeah yeah
0: we're um, we're, we're not Brighton where you know mm. they're, they're, they're planning you know four or five windows in advance and they they lose a player and get better you know there's a couple of examples yeah. I think of Brentford to an extent of that as well <laughs> um, but certainly over the last like five or six years going back into the lower leagues of Brentford you know like Ben Rama and more pay goes and then they you know, they go and get Tony or they already have somebody there who steps in and suddenly they're even better than they were despite those players.
1: That's not us. We don't have that set up at all. No. We're not even we, might, we might land lucky. And by lucky, I mean, we might have got these players just as they're about to peak. As, I'm sure the scouting has been done. I don't mean looking that we've just plucked someone out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the scouting has been fantastic. But as button said, we're buying players who are not the finished article maybe that I suppose the dream if you like is we've got him at the right time yeah, I guess so so
0: uh Sousa, he'll uh, he'll put himself about you know, as I said, if you want a defensive midfielder, he looks like a really really good one um mm. my mm. concern is what are we gonna do once he wins the ball back like that's it yeah, yeah and eventually you're gonna I have to score ball. some goals.
1: Yeah, I mean another thing going back sorry I'm a bit all over places because obviously I've had a lot in my, in my brain as all this yeah, has been for, happening i energised by
0: getting all this out actually
1: I've just been yeah, spewing on it for a, a lot, few days a lot of things like I keep thinking oh yeah and another thing <laughs> 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 another thing is like th- this, this last year the contract getting the the money for him because oh we could lose him for nothing all of my argument against that is I mean I'll ask you do you think Coventry if they'd have gone up would have sold Grockeres and Hamer if they'd have gone up Maybe, maybe
0: Yocarez because I think there'd have been enough people after him. The, the, a video war for that, yeah. I, I think he's that that good a player. Like, yeah, same, same yeah. with Njai, Really, I, uh, like yeah. I could, I, I could foresee Enjai being sold, even though we'd got promoted. Um, but Hamer I doubt it.
1: If if they had, if they'd have gone up and we'd announced not said the us in a playoff final or whatever, and they'd have started the season like you know going in and they've sold those two and with no replacements, what would you be thinking? Oh,
0: thinking. What is the point? I'd be even more annoyed about losing to them in the playoffs.
1: That's it. And this is what the thing is. The neutral... I keep people saying, oh, we're a stock. We are. I tried to get... A, I don't think I'll get time to do it, to be completely honest. It's same with the media thing. I've just not... just don't got a chance to, to get any things together. But I tried to get a season preview from other clubs... And I was expecting them to all say, Sheffield United, aha, but they're not, they're quite concerned. You know, that <laughs> okay, are saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like going, what's going on? Like, you know, it's like people aren't laughing at us. Like, I went on like um I think it were Aston Villa Aston Villa for them they were just going "What, what's going on down there They, I, I'm really worried like, you know what I mean like sort of concerned he's <laughs> so not an that was, and that's worse than being a laughingstock in a way it
0: is it is you're right but let's see mate we might um, you know we might make mugs of everyone yet um, we're going to
1: tell everyone now how to stay up so if you really think that true? we're um, insulting uh, insult, uh, negative then stick with us because we're going to turn it all around in the second half we are yes <laughs> like a like a classic
0: Neil warnock team after a part time <laughs> team talk right well let's get on to that mate so just to set the table a little bit here i found this quite interesting um i was looking for the point spreads on the like predictions of uh, how many basically what the bookmakers think how many points united are likely to get this season or every team is likely to get and it's ba- it's obviously based on bookmakers odds and then they from that they extrapolate how many points a team yeah. uh, they think a team's going to get uh, i haven't sent this to you yet would you would you like to have a guess at how many points pinnacle.com which i believe is like an analyst like a betting analyst company how much how many points they think we will get this season and this is from was, yesterday
1: was oh, pretty uh, so this is post burger yes i'll go
0: 21 30.5 so they're basically saying united will score you know you, you can bet either side of that you can bet uh, whether we'll get 31 or more points or 30 points or less. Mm. That's a lot of points. I think that would probably be quite a good season given the uh, given the approach that we've taken this summer. And I, I sort of lob this out there and we're currently evens or thereabouts with the bookies to stay up as well, by the way. Um, so... Mm. To be fair to people, United fans who are happier than me and you right now, mm. the, book, the bookmakers do have slightly more faith in United than you and mm. I do. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, like I say, and you know, like these people, I, I really don't like the division, and, and I think people allowed opinions. It, the people who are happy, I think, are being negative. "That's absolutely fine," you know. I hope you're right. No one's going to be sort of saying, "Oh, I wish I was right at the end of the season if we finished 14th or something." I'll be like, "Do you know what, lads?" Unladders, fair enough. Yeah, you God, know, got if, absolutely spot on. No one wants, no one. We don't want to be right about what, what we're concerned about.
0: No, if this if this season goes how I'm concerned it might do, then I, I'm really not going to have a good time, and I'm going to have paid a lot of money to have sat through it as well. So, please, God, let either let something happen in the next three weeks that you know transforms it and gives it a better chance, or just let us be completely wrong, mate. And it turns out yeah, the players yeah. we've signed are really, really good, and some of the players are going to get better, and the Premier League's actually. A bag yeah. of rubbish and we're massively, <laughs> massively overrating it apart from a few yeah. teams. Right. Big picture. How to avoid relegation. So we've got a few categories. I'm gonna give some we're gonna talk about them a little bit and then we will give a sort of rating of how likely or achievable we think mm-hmm. they are to um to come to pass and build towards United, finishing seventeenth or higher this season. Um this isn't one of them, but I wanna raise it because we did discuss it last year as part of how to get promoted, and it was it was have a proper preseason, mm. and this is a big fat X for this season because I, I think we've – I wouldn't say couldn't have gone much worse because I think some of those COVID ones were un- undoubtedly worse, but can I just hit you with some bullet points of how our pre-season has panned out?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two of our better performers for whatever you want to read into pre-season friendlies um, or those that have played the most minutes – have both been sold, so you know, well done. We got those nice and fit for their new clubs. Uh, <laughs> Austin Trusty has had one behind closed doors friendly. Uh Triore had a like a visa slash work permit issue, which meant that he missed all but one friendly. So mm. any match fitness that he had from the sort of ongoing Swedish season is probably gone at this point. We've picked up injuries to McBurney and Jebison and Fleck in probably order of importance. You know, McBurney and Jebison that might have been our starting two uh on Saturday if they were both fit. Still no Brewster, and uh, still no Reese Norton Davis. Who it's gone ominously quiet I on. I gotta like say, I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to dip into conspiracies here, but also by the, the way, silence is deafening on him when we get quite detailed information on what's happened to Fleck, for example. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and even Brewster, you know, like, he's, you know he's going to do, but not expecting much. But this blah, blah blah nothing, nothing on Norton Davis. Really worried, really concerning. Yeah, so so all not not a good list. preseason. Another one to add to this is Souza, who's uh, not at a club all pre season. Um, He's not been anywhere. He's not trading anyone. He's not had any game time or anything.
0: Yeah, because he was on loan at. On on loan at Espanol from Mm -mm. a club I'd never heard of in Belgium. I think so weird. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's owned by about fourteen clubs. It seems. You've got a a piece in the pie as well. But basically, he's not. He's not at a pre season at all. So. Yeah.
0: So I I don't feel good about pre season. Obviously. you know, I, I really am big on they don't read much into performances. But you, mm. you were one of the lucky souls that went to the Christ. Stuttgart friendly. Yeah. While while me, my dad, and my brother were wisely beginning our Abidale Road uh, beer festival beer mile. Yeah, um, doesn't sound good. <laughs> I didn't get much I, good out of that one.
1: No, I am the same as you. I don't read anything. When everyone went moaning about the Rotherham game, I'm like, ah oh, shut I'm no, This was bad. <laughs> like, this was sort of, and I think the worrying thing about it was. Berger was the best player for a start. <laughs> that's yeah. a worry. Uh, but I think another worry for me is that we just didn't look like anyone really knew what they were doing. We were getting caught on the break all the time. And I think that's understandable because we've got a lot of new players who are, are, are not going to the system and we're throwing new players into it. it was a bit like what Forest did last season. And never really get in a, you know, any sort of... Understanding with any places and then die when you know burgers gone. People are getting injured, so we're just all over the place. So I think preseason has, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a, oh, it has been a complete disaster.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, so uh, that one, that one, if we were going to include that, is an X, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we're we're off yeah. to a bad start this season. Um I think this is the, I think this is probably the the big one, and I've folded in one of your suggestions into this. So um we'll, we'll discuss that here. So I've gone with get creative which is also figure out how to play without enjoy as you kind of as you kind of touched on there you know what are we actually doing with and without the ball so get creative we are down 50 goals and assists combined on last season's squad just with those four players enjoy Doyle McAtee and Berger so I'm not even including like Sharp or I don't know Stevens or a few other players that play for us those four players combined for 50 goals and assists last season Mm. And I feel a bit like we're sort of at the the scene in Moneyball where um, Billy Bean and the scouts are discussing like how to offset the, the the runs and the hits from the the players who've just moved to other teams and how we can do it on the cheap. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Except we can't replace the you know we can't replace in no. It's No, it's too good. So that backup plan of just give it to Willie has kind of gone out the uh, out the transfer window. So it's really figure out how to. How to be good without your best player knowing that you can't just give it to him anymore? How are we, how are we going to pick up points in the Premier League without him? You know, what is the plan basically? And yeah, that's what we need to figure out.
1: Yeah, and and like one of my points that I sent to you was set pieces are going to have to be we're arguably going to have to be the best in the league at set pieces. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've got an L. And trust they by all accounts good goal scoring defenders. Um, Egan, for you think of him, you know he he does create chances he and does he get should his head well, on a lot. Yeah, McBurney, another one. You know off corners can be a real nuisance. Set pieces are going to have to be huge. I mean, what. I don't know. I think I think we would have been fifth last season in the Premier League in terms of set pieces scored. I know everyone thinks our set pieces are rubbish, but everyone, every club thinks every their club's set pieces are rubbish. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I think that that's going to have to be massive for us. I think that's going to have to be a massive creative. Where we are going to have to go proper Tony Puley-Stoke to a degree in terms of set pieces and throw-ins and all that sort of stuff and just cause as much havoc as we can because, as it stands, we can't do it on the floor. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm yeah, absolutely it it fine is. with that.
0: The the thing that I'm laying out here is like we have to find that method. Like we have to know what that is, and lean into it. And I can I can see I can see that with uh, the Sousa signing, with the Trusty signing. You know, keep it tight. Be really good from set pieces. Mm. Defend one goal leads when they come around with yep. your life. Like, yeah, that to me seems probably the best. I mean, it's not a high, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it has a high probability of success, but maybe you can win, you know, eight or nine games with that and stay up and, you know, pick up some draws. You know, uh, is the plan to sit deep and counter-attack? Is it, like, you know, press like maniacs and try and win it back and, you know, Mm -hmm. attack quickly? Well, we don't really have the players for that right now unless Traore and Slimani are something really special, I guess. You know, we're just sold uh well we've lost all the players who were good at those things so yeah i think set pieces are going to be important right now it is it is going to be keep it tight And know if you can cut some, cut some carnage i think which yeah, definitely we could do it's just um i don't know that that feels like we're we're way down in like plan f at that point probably yeah. versus where yeah, we yeah, were yeah. um what, what's your sort of likelihood uh of, of that being achievable i suppose in terms of so I don't mean in it being necessarily being successful, but finding the best way for this team to play, having just lost its best best player.
1: I think this is the biggest thing. I think this is the least likely, simply because, as you said, we've lost fifty goals. I, I, to be honest, I think the defense will be all right. I, I mean, we'll come to it in a bit. I think I'm not. I think it's a decent bottom off defense. Going the other way, I don't say we well, we struggled last time, even when we were good <laughs> under Wilder, we struggled to create chances and score. I think we—I don't know how many we scored that season, but it wasn't a lot. we you certainly thirty-nine or something. Thirty-nine, yeah. And that's when we were good, and we were—you know—we had uh, a and you know we had Lundstrom, box to box, and a Prime Fleck, and all this sort of stuff. And we still—you know—did it. We, we struggled to create and and score goals. This is going to be the hardest thing. And I think if we—I don't—I can't. This—I'm not a manager. Ekibat might hopefully has a better plan. I, looking at the squad as it is now, I just—I can't work out how we're going
0: to do it yeah well presumably yeah presumably things will look a bit different in a few weeks after three or four Mm. games as you said and then you know allow for a few more games for people to get up to match Mm. fitness and all that so suddenly we're into october (laughs) um Mm. i so i went five out of ten in this in terms of finding I I am sort of backers to find a method because I do think Heckingbottom is a good a good coach from what we've seen. I think he has demonstrated yeah. that like yeah, yeah. You know, ability to get by through adversity. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is hard mode for sure this season for him. But yeah. I have faith in him as a as yeah. a, a person and a totally. coach to to figure something out, even if it is going a bit prosaic. Um,
1: he's our biggest asset now, definitely. Now and I have got an Heckingbottom is the biggest asset and. Because it, I think he's always had to manage in these sort of situations as well. Um, he got stitched up a bit of leads. Barnes is all the best players and stuff like that. So he's sort of been in this situation before. But yeah, tactically, I, I do have faith in him. I do have faith in him, and I think he's the best we could probably get at the moment um, to to be as competitive as possible.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if we come out against Palace and play like it's a you know just a regular old Championship game from last season. You know, with the players we've got in terms of. We just come, we just turn up, and we're like, right, we're just playing how we did last season, and we believe that will be good enough because I, a, I don't, I, you know, might not be anyway. Even if we would kept all our best players and mm. supplemented it, I, I would imagine we're gonna try something a little bit different. And but, yeah, the yeah. the Sousa signing sort of suggests that as well. So don't know what that'll be. I mean, it, it can't really be you know three up front because we don't have that many players at the moment. But yeah, yeah I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Actually, it
1: actually. so watch I, it. I can't remember what game it was. It might be in the Women's World Cup. And um, they were saying, like, today's referee, the assistant, the the assistant to the assistant, the VAR, the VAR assistant, the other VAR. I thought they are going to have more on the bench than us, these refs. This season. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be, they're going to have more options. I'll have to bring one of them on. <laughs> the bench
0: is going to be eye-opening this weekend because I think it's it's, gonna, you can name nine, nine subs, I think, in the Premier League. Right? I don't
1: know what, what I'm honest like honestly I really do not know there's going to be someone on the bench I don't think I'm even going to have
0: heard of before yeah I mean I don't know if the under 21s are playing or anything this weekend but there's you know there's kind Mm. of a case for leaving players out of the bench if you like for the Premier League so they can play in the 21s oh dear but um yes I do think that I do think it's achievable that we find a method but good lord we need to find it and we need to find it fast because every game that goes by it gets harder um Ollie McBurney to become our all time leading Premier League goal scorer. This is another thing we need to happen this season if we're gonna stay up. Mm. Brian Dean has a total of fifteen Premier League goals. It's Premier League only not like the old First yeah. Division or anything like that. Um yeah. that's four that's four United, obviously. Um yeah. mcburnie has six at the moment in his one uh well <laughs> he did play two seasons in the Premier League, didn't he? But he only has he's got six or has he got seven actually? Seven. He's got seven because he scored one in the, yes, <laughs> the last in the, time we're against here. Leicester. Yeah. didn't he, yeah. okay, yeah. it's a piece of cake. Yeah, definitely, definitely just doable. He gets eleven
1: goals, all day, and that's <laughs> absolutely fine. Yeah. So he's got he, needs um, to
0: yeah. score, he needs score nine goals this season to become our all-time leading Premier League goal scorer. Uh, have mm-hmm. I got it right right? 16, Yes. Yeah, you're um, right.
1: Yeah.
0: Can he do? I mean, I, th- I think it is doable, but a big ask. I've got like three out of ten for my likely, likelihood of this. I I have some faith that he. He's gonna have a big season if he's fit and if we're not playing Mm. through injury. Well,
1: this is my yeah. yeah, I've gone three simply because I don't think he's gonna be start the season. I don't know if how fit he's gonna be. He's been injured on and off for three, four seasons now, something like that. So that's why I've gone so low. I think it's possible. You know, I think it's possible for him to get that amount of goals, but I don't think he's gonna play enough to get. Near it to be completely honest, so yeah, it's another low mark, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just looking now. I am going to look this up earlier. 28 players scored nine or more goals last season, mm. and obviously, very few of them played for uh, a team outside a sort of a big six, if you like. So, you've got mm. Tony's on there, Mitrovic's on there, Ollie Watkins, Harvey Barnes got 13 goals, good work. Uh, Rodrigo for Leeds, uh, oh, oh, I don't know how you say his name, the Aw- I don't know. The, the fellow plays for Nottingham Forest. Scored ten goals. Yeah, it's it is a it is a massive ask. But I, the way he played last season before he got injured um, gives me some hope that he can do it. He's definitely a better player now. I think he's a more mature person as well. And I think Heckingbottom
1: is. I don't know. Heckingbottom does seem to get the best out of him. And he's going to have to rely on him if he's fit. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, even I don't know if he'll start on Saturday. Probably won't because he's not played any preseason. But. He is undoubtedly now the, the first choice striker, you know. And close, is it? Unless, no. unless Troyore is turns no, out yeah. to be a phenom. And I hope that that spurs him on as, again. You know, I'd be even uh, people laugh at this. I'd be even tempted to give him the captain's because I think it's that important for him to have a good <laughs> season, if you know what I mean. Just to give him that boost. Give him the number ten. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd love him to start on Saturday. In a yeah. in a weird way, I think that would give the fans a massive lift if he starts. But I also think we'd probably be playing him through an injury again. And look how that went last season. So, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he could get nine goals. And if he does, that would be an amazing achievement. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get that at all. I think it would be phenomenal. He, he would be yeah. like – I mean, I think that's more than Hull Scott that year in 2006, right?
1: Pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. And like it's, it's it's a massive ask. If he does it, there's a really good likelihood that we're we're at least close to staying up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He needs he needs to become Rob Hulse this season at Burnham, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um another one, hope that more than one other team has the season from hell. So mm-hmm. Leicester last season had the season from hell. They were only Eight, I looked this up. There are only eight teams with longer relegation odds than Leicester at the start of last season, and you yeah. know, they were the, the predictable ones, I suppose. They're, you know, the, the real big teams. So we really, I think, we need somebody to slide down and occupy one of those relegation places for us, and nudges mm-hmm. up the table a bit. There's a few. There's a few floating teams, isn't there? There is.
1: Actually. There is a lot this year. This is another thing that's quite frustrating because there's a mm. lot of... T- I'm getting the view from Palace earlier. Um, I'll probably post it tomorrow. And they're not in a good place at all. They. It, it almost sounds a bit like us in the. you know, they've lost a so heart. They've not brought anyone in, really. They brought those two players in, you know, uh, Lerma and this other kid from Brazil. But they've got a lot of injuries as well, so they're not sure how they're going to line up. So they could be in trouble. You've got Wolves... Absolute basket case, it seems. You know, they brought mm-hmm. no one in, sat the manager on the eve of the season. Um, you've got uh, obviously Everton. Everton yeah. I, I mean, they haven't brought anyone in, I don't think. Um, and then, you know, they they will be down there again. Forest, you know, they've not brought anyone in. You know, and they, and they weren't good <laughs> last season, so they should be down there. No one knows how these Luton players are going to react. Burnley, are they going to get away with playing this passing football? There's a lot of teams down there that you can make a case for.
0: Yeah. Fulham's another one I think. Um, Fulham, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they I think they'll drop off a lot this season. They, I don't know if they're I'd be surprised if they're in a relegation fight, but I think yeah. they're close to the bottom. Bournemouth, you know, new manager weren't mm. that good last season. I I, I no. don't know, they're they're on my radar a bit, Bournemouth. <laughs> and and they could be as I said, they could be someone we're not seeing yet. You know, Leicester was yeah. so unlikely to get relegated last season. Yeah, they're a yeah, right yeah. Team. Um yeah. I, I still don't totally know how
1: they got relegated, to be honest. So there might no, be. I mean, there could be like a Brentford, and I don't think they will, you know. But just pick them out. No one's talking about them going down, and and, and sometimes teams have a bad season; it just happens. Indeed, it does. Um, so I I think this is pretty likely. I mean, but yeah, it, you know, it's not something we can
0: affect. It's entirely out of our control. But hope that more than one other team has the season from hell, because I think look, Luton are going to be down near the bottom of the league. I think that's that's pretty likely. Mm-hmm. I'd have a I have a sneaky suspicion they might stay up. Um, yeah, I'm, I've got them to stay up actually. Yeah. yeah, but I'd be amazed if they're in anything other than a relegation fight. So we need someone else, ideally more than one team, to really have a bad time of it this season. And yeah, I think there's I think the, there's the possibility that could happen. I've gone eight out of ten for yeah, someone to have a season from hell. I-
1: Exactly the same, eight out of ten on that one. I think uh, I were even going up to a nine at one point. Um, but I did. Lo- I started looking at the squads of the t- They still got some bloody good players. <laughs> these teams. I'm saying my struggle, but yeah. Uh, so an eight out of ten for me.
0: Yeah. Well, you look at the teams that went down last season. They they also have some bloody good oh, yeah, players. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was I was a bit surprised actually looking at those odds from last season that um, Leeds and Southampton, the other two teams that did go down, they were quite short odds. They weren't. Um, they weren't like one of the three favourites, or anything, but they were much, much closer odds for relegation than I would have said. Like just sort of making it up off the top of my head, I think. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe those, you know, maybe we overrate other other squads' players and their actual abilities. Yeah, relegation fodder. So let's hope for yeah. that. Uh, talking of fodder, get a career season out of Wes Fodderingham. I'm yes. For a segue, um, <laughs> so two two proper seasons for us, wheres. I'd say he was very good that first season. It was good last season. We likely need him to be Dean Henderson twenty nineteen twenty levels yeah. in terms of the amount of goals he actually prevents next season. I'm, I've no doubt he can be a steady goalkeeper. You know, keep keep mistakes to a minimum, save the shots you are supposed to save. You know, be be a calm presence back there. That's what he was last season. But we really need him to be like, you know, have his best ever season and be sort of talked about as like a a top eight. Premier League goalkeeper next yeah. season.
1: we need we need latter day Ramsdale from him. <laughs> yeah, from that because we're probably going to have as many shots against us as and that, that. And
0: that shows it's doable when you look at how yeah. bad Ramsdale was that first absolutely. season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen him pull some. I think I think his best attribute was actually is probably his his shot stopping. I think it's other things that he struggles with and stuff. But yeah, we need him to be at least Henderson standard. Um, you know, in terms of consistency throughout the season possibly need him to be as good as Ramsdale was for those last ten games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll have a better defence in front of him than Ramsdale had, um, you know, with, with a fair wind. Uh, certainly a more a more settled defence unless there's you know disaster around the corner, which is mm. never impossible with United. Um this yeah. is gonna be be hard but achievable, because I said I don't think and I still Maintain this. Like Ramsdale is a good goalkeeper, but he's not. He's not much more than like an average Premier League goalkeeper. And, and just just to be clear, that is really good. Like, if you've got an average Premier League goalkeeper, you're, you're in a really good position, unless you're an absolutely elite team, which is possibly why Arsenal have just brought in uh, uh, Raya, isn't it? From Brentford? yeah
1: Yeah, we're really surprised at that. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not. I do think he's a little, I personally think he's a bit overrated. Ramsdale. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He. he d- I mean, I think he's played like five seasons in the Premier League now or
0: something with Bournemouth and us and, and Arsenal, might maybe four seasons. And he's, you know, all the stats suggest he's an average Premier League goalkeeper. Again, that's great. Can Wes do that this season? Can he have a career year? Mm. What, what likelihood are you giving that?
1: I'll probably go a five out of 10 for that. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think it could happen. could happen. Like I say, it's a good shot stopper, but he's never shown it before at this level. So it's a massive ask. Yeah. So I'll be a five. I wouldn't be that surprised, but I border Yeah. I think it, I think it's probably more unlikely than, than likely. Yeah. Fair enough. I've, yeah. I've gone
0: five out of 10 as well. A bit, bit of a, yeah. a, a bet hedging on that one, but I, I can yeah. see it. I mean, he's, he's going to have the opportunity. I think, you know, as, as good as, as much stock as I'm placing in our defense as being probably the strongest part of the team, he's still going to have a lot of shots to save, I think, or a lot of good chances to deal with. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do back him to do that. I think the last two years have shown is he's a, he's a good, solid goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed, he can become, yeah, a fantastic, you know, a, a goalkeeper that is talked about like Dean Henderson or I don't know, Paddy Kenny, for example, I don't think he's in that kind of conversation. Yeah. But if he has a good yeah. season this season is, you know, if he has his best ever season this season, I think he definitely will be seen that way. Um, Get meaningful contributions. So I, I put a number on this with a with a question mark. Five goals combined out of Rian Brewster, Daniel Jebbison, or Willis Sula. So I've I'm not saying strikers here. I uh, I mean I mean proper bench players, which is what I think these will be. But is clearly the senior striker. I imagine we're hoping Triore can start, you know, most games and be a, you know, the number two striker if you like. And hopefully,
1: we sign someone.
0: <laughs> hopefully, we sign someone, yeah. But can we get a meaningful contribution out of Brewster, Jebison, or Asula? Now, at the moment, only Asula is not injured, as far as we know. Um, yeah, slightly concerning with Jebison's former academy teammates tweeting him to get well soon this week. Yeah, that like was bad. That it was injury.
1: just brilliant that because it came about what an hour after the burger news had come out and I'm like like, what now switch it off and back on again start again (laughs) yeah genuinely I wake up like in the morning and I think oh god what's bloody (laughs) happened today like I go on S2 and I'm like oh no (laughs)
0: we we were laughing at um, Chad and Noah the Red at Sheffield boys weren't we the other day saying like it must be like I'd be afraid because obviously uh, what is he Noah's eight hours behind I think Chad's five hours behind I was saying like I'd honestly be afraid to go to sleep at night for the anxiety (laughs) of what's gonna be waiting for you when you wake up in the morning with United. Like at least we have the you know, the the joy in inverted commas of experiencing it in real time and having like a sort of, you know, real-time support group to react to. Yeah,
1: and, stuff. and I also like as well. I mean, I don't like but I, I found it quite funny that, uh, about I think it was the same day Burger went, there were those, It were wrong rumours about an L being linked with Newcastle. <laughs> and it was like at that, that stage, and I just thought, I, I was getting the Sousa view at that point as well, which were a really poor view from. And I, I was getting that, and that was coming through about Enel. Berger just, and I was just thinking, what... This is like some sort of where's Jeremy Beadle? This is right up the street. It's like, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So we don't know when Bruce is going to be back. Uh. He he hasn't been. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> he hasn't kicked a ball in preseason in terms of a in a game. We've obviously seen him training and stuff, and he's yeah. uh. He's just back soon, basically, he? and he. Um,
1: said, "Don't expect mm, anything from him." I think his actual words were, we were just yeah. going to, you know, we're just going to let him, you know, get back in to yeah, uh, to in, into." Playing football again, basically.
0: Yeah. Can these three combine for five goals this
1: season in the league? What do you reckon? I've gone for seven.
0: Wow, that's that high. really
1: high. I'm basing this on the fact that they will get game time. Um, well, if the um, flip, it. I, I, I don't know about all of them, but one of them, I, I've obviously said in the, in the last pod that one of them were worth ten million <laughs> at true. the end of the season. So I've got to go fairly high on this. I got a feeling that McBurnies, I think, will probably be in and out of the team like he is every season due to injuries. Traore, we don't know; Is a completely unknown. I think one of these three by February time has got to basically be in the certainly in the top three strikers at the club. So, if we're going to have, if we're genuinely trying to avoid a complete humiliation, I think we're going to need these three to chip in, or at least one of them to chip in. With three to four goals, then hopefully you know one of the others gets a couple.
0: Mm. Oh, man, five goals—it doesn't sound like a lot, does it? But it, I think it, it really is to expect those. Yeah. And I—I I don't know. It seems—it seems really unlikely to me. Like I've—I've mm-hmm. I've written four out of ten you know, really? when I came to do this, but yeah. I, you know, now I think about it, I think it's going to be even harder. To be honest, I mean, I'm just looking now. Uh, so. McGoldrick scored 8 league goals so the last time we were in the Premier League we were the joint lowest scorers in history we scored 20 league goals McGoldrick scored 8 of them mm-hmm. Sharp scored 3 I think 2 were penalties yeah
1: that's correct yeah yeah.
0: do you know how many other players scored more than 1 goal that
1: season in the league I'm going to say 1 yeah do you know who it was I'm trying to think now were it um...
0: I can help you narrow it down by telling you that he's currently injured which uh, does not narrow it down
1: at all, is it? No, I don't want to say that could be anybody. <laughs> he does uh, still play for us. Oh, Bogle.
0: Yes, there we go. Yes, well done. Yeah, Jay, um, yeah so Yes, you know that was obviously we're taking a worst case scenario. though. that is a bad team that obviously finished bottom and didn't mm. didn't stay
1: up. Um, but you know yeah, what I'm it's... laughing at as well is that um, I, uh, all pre-season I've been saying to you we've got a chance because we're never going to line up with a team as bad as that one that played at Man United and I'm looking at the team I looked at that team earlier
0: I I looked at that team earlier I was going to use it to make a point actually on something and then I thought do you know what it's not that bad a team in hindsight. There were a guy who thinking.
1: did that, uh, things could be worse, like I were already at, uh, oh, we've had it worse than this since he's <laughs> not even kicked off yet. Yeah. And he would like put the League One team up on dragkins it's like, gosh, Adams and Sharp up front, yeah, I'll take that bad. any day of the week.
0: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I think that's going to be really hard. Like that, that's, you know, five goals combined out of those three, that is a quarter of all the goals we scored the last I'm time. I'm maybe
1: being really. too optimistic, but I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. I mate. like it. No,
0: you, I mean, you had that, you had that prediction, you, you've gone full... Mm-hmm. Don't back down, double down on your prediction. I like it. Um Oh dear, this one's uh <laughs> this one troubles me. Have an unbelievable swing of luck with injuries. Like <sighs> So we're already likely starting Ben Osborne and Willis Sula against Palace. What happens if Norwood gets injured or or Baldock with Bogle nowhere to be seen? I mean what we do, are we starting Sashdev at, at Right back, you know, who's yeah. going to be playing in midfield All right, Sousa's come in since I wrote this down, admittedly, but mm-hmm. still, suddenly you take Norwood out of the team. Like, oh boy, like, what are we doing? So, we really need to have far better injury luck this season, and obviously, it's not off to a good start because we've lost all those players I mentioned. I think we've got
1: eight out, I think that's right. I think I read that eight injuries as it stands.
0: Uh, it's probably somewhere like that, yeah. If you're including mm-hmm. Brewster I and mean,
1: If Norwood's injured, because we don't know, I think he played in the in the. Oh, I, I just it, I, ter- I'm just plucking that out of the air. Like he's, I'm sure he'll play. He played in. No, the, no, no um... sorry, but what, what I am going to say is, if he is injured, because I think Eckingbottom said like he can't head it <laughs> last <laughs> week. It were all right to play, but he couldn't head the ball because his stitches are, you know, okay. still has stitches in. Um, if he can't play and Souza's not fit because he's not in a pre-season, who play- does Brooks play or does? I honestly think we'd probably play Basher in midfield, which I'm laughing about, uh, but also crying about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said this to you the other day, like, if Zach Brunt was still here, he,
0: he, there's a fair chance he'd start against Palace. He's obviously uh, a full-time employee of the National League San right now. were like, you know, sort of,
1: it's not that bad. It's not Zach, Zach Brunt to get in the team, which pretty bad. bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad right now. I will get back to you in three weeks, or you can get back to me in three weeks. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. It, is, it is pretty yeah. bad, I think. Um, yeah. So, an unbelievable switch a look with injuries, I think this is 1 out of 10 Like I think we need to almost go injury free the rest of the season Like we, we need McBurney to be able to start 30 games, we need that defence to stay together, the majority of it, yeah. we need Bogle to come back we need Brewster to come back and be like a viable option, we need Jebbison to come back and be a third or fourth choice striker or and all our new signings to stay fit as well Um, 1 yeah. out of 10 I, I think this is really, really unlikely possibly the most unlikely thing on here but I also think it is it will be make or break for us. I think we need to get lucky with injuries. Otherwise, we're
1: just not going to have a chance. I've got to, based on the fact that Anel doesn't seem to get injured much. I mean, i am fever. That's a completely different thing. Egan's never, <laughs> <injured. Yeah. laughs> Egan's never injured. Yeah. Egan's never injured. I don't know much about Trusted, but I think he played a lot. Fodringham doesn't get many injuries. Baldock seems to have recovered from this you know thing we were running out and stuff. He had a really strong end. To the season, so the, the the places that where we're the strongest don't get don't seem to pick up injuries as much, and we're weak anyway at the other end. <laughs> but, but I've gone, you know, I've gone for a two just on the basis of that rather than a one. Fair
0: enough. Um, this is one of yours, and I, I think this is a really uh, important one as well. Heads not going when we lose four or five in a row like last time. Um, I yeah. think this is a, an important one to highlight because. Last season, sorry, last time was obviously empty stadiums. Yeah, um, as it happens, it was the it was the end of the Wilder era, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess you can look back and see some of the warning signs of that. You know, dating back to the previous season, you know, post post lockdown as well, like the yeah. the interviews he was giving at the end of that Leicester game, for example. There, there was. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not blood in the water. I c I can't think what I'm thinking of here. You know, there was there was hints that something was um heading in the wrong direction. Something was a brewing. A yeah. Brewing indeed. Um yeah. and it you know, that kind of coalesced into this perfect storm of like misery, I think,
1: for the team, and it must have been
0: incredibly hard to but, to rally and this, round.
1: And but, but this is what the point is. If Lundstrom's shot had gone against Leeds or Jack Robinson's they just went wide in that third game, hmm. and Bamford doesn't score with that where it hits his nose we win that game 1-0, is everything different?
0: Yeah, potentially, but I think it's, so, I mean, we're almost certainly going to lose four or five games in a row at some point this season. Yeah. And, uh, I think, yeah, it's it's important that the team has an open mind, I suppose, and, you know, uh, this is, I think this is really achievable. I do think the team is a lot more mentally strong this time around, as it stands, um, mm. you know, Obviously, and would have enhanced this even further, but yeah, Norwood, Egan, Baldock, Fodringham—I think these are players that have kind of been through a bit of adversity, if you like—and they're they've have been and done it in the lower leagues, They've had the pressure of the yeah. you know promotion chase and the adversity of like the playoff semi-final defeat and things like that. I think this is a stronger team. I think Heckingbottom knows what he's up against. You know, in terms yeah. of internally yeah, yeah, yeah. and externally. Yeah, so
1: there's absolutely no expectation as well, you know. Yeah. If you lose six the first six games of the season, I don't think many people will be that surprised. In, you know, the pundits aren't going to be saying what's happened to Sheffield United like they did last yeah. time. You know, last time we finished nine, it's like what's happened to that? You know, what I mean, they were brilliant last season, and now they can't, you know, get a win for loving the money. The, the pressure is not going to be on. Uh, Baldock mentioned in his interview that they, you know, that that's something they've talked about as well. Um, mm. that, you know, if they start getting a bad run, they can't let it affect them like they did last time. I've actually... This is a difficult one, this, because I think it'll be quality rather than mentality. So it's it's not... It's an odd one to judge, but I've actually got an 8 out of 10 for this because I think, mentally, I don't think that'll be a problem. I think everyone... Look, they're going to be really low now. They're going to be sitting up to train and saying, where's all the best players? A bit like that John Travolta game. <laughs> <laughs> where he's, like, walking around going, like, where is everybody? But in terms of the games... I I I think I can't, I don't think they'll down tools and I don't think Eckenbottom is the sort of man to, to do a Wilder in the sense of... Because I think once we'd started losing it, was obvious we are going down. Yeah. Wilder, fairly understandable, with everything that was going on in the world at the time. I won't say down tools, that's not fair, but he, 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 he would were deflate, weren't I? He? he gave he the get... impression of someone who was ready for a break from football. That's it, I think. yeah. Um... He, he looked like he'd had enough and I don't think that'll happen with Eckenbottom. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I've got
0: nine out of ten. I'm really confident yeah. in this one, and I think it is important. I think yeah. having that sort of open mind to it is a big deal. Look, it's it's not going to be fun at all if we lose four or five games in a row, and if we. I mean, I remember that Norwich team um, that came up with us the first time, and I think they only got like 21 points or something, or maybe got to 23 or thereabouts in the end, and that looked utterly abject by the end of that season. That you know the way they finished the sort of post-lockdown season, where I think they scored. There was a thing where like Mikel Antonio scored more goals at Carrow Road than they did in the like <laughs> yeah, post post lockdown. Um, that yeah. uh, was <laughs> horrendous. And obviously, you know, I mean utter shout and fraud was like, you know, browsing their forum with great delight.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I used to, I used to absolutely love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and know.
0: and so I I you know, I'm sure We'll all be down in the dumps and very angry if it becomes apparent that we've been relegated by like January or something. But I think the players and the staff will keep it together because I do think they're going in with an open mind or open eyes, I should say. And um, yeah, I I I back the personalities of the team, and I I, I guess I have faith that that fits with the players we brought in as well. You know, Slamani seems like quite a strong, feisty character. I mean, I don't know what uh, I don't know what Sousa's like personally if he's you know. Likes to if he is like a, a cat person or something like that, <laughs> just surrounded by <laughs> surrounded by kittens and reading poetry all day while like, before he's like goes off to his day job to snap <laughs> midfielders in half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have faith that that one's gonna be uh gonna be handled, which is good because I think we'll need yeah. it. Um, you said this one, and I, I think this is no offense to me, I think it's crazy. I think you've gone you've gone you've gone wacky here. Oh. Two midfielders getting 10
1: goals between them, woof, right. <laughs> oh, right, when we didn't even score many uh, under Wilder, let me defend myself here. I think I'm right in saying Lundstrom got five and Fleck got five. I think.
0: I believe that's accurate, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah and we didn't so. score many then. So what I'm saying is we need two midfielders. I, I actually, because I knew we were doing this last week, um, I was genuinely thinking Berger to get six or seven. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I don't know we're going to bring in. So this is really hard to... You know, pick someone out, but I think we we need at least at least eight goals from midfield.
0: Yeah, so, so you're you're right by the way. Fleck and Lonsham both got five each. Yeah. Um, so you really, you're really looking at Slimani and a player who doesn't play for us yet. I didn't say we're going to happen. <laughs> well no, but I mean, if it, if it is going to happen, sorry, I, I, I didn't that mean that wasn't an, an attack on your, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on your suggestion but that's that's where we're at right now, right? Because yeah. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. I mean uh, Osborne, Sousa doesn't cross the
1: halfway line. Yeah, we need Osborne. As mad as this sounds ridiculous, but if no one else comes in, we need Osborne to get five goals next season. <laughs> um, and I think he's—I don't even think he's got five since he's been here. Um, and we need Slomane to be John Lundstrom, where it's like, wow, where's this guy come from? Yeah, you know, yeah. we didn't know. Yeah. Who knew that this guy in his locker? Um, we need that. We need that from from them too. Obviously, we'll hopefully bring more people in. But as it stands. We need Osborne and Slamane to get eight to ten goals between them.
0: Yeah, well, that, ho- hold that thought because that, that does tie into our last one. But uh, just as a rating on this one, I, I think it's really unlikely. I've got one. Out- <laughs> yeah, I've gone two, well, I've got two out of ten, so I've got less uh, less unlikely than
1: you, I suppose. Because right, yeah, them. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Sign a player like Hamer, for example, who we're linked with. Yeah, um... that could happen. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. yeah. If He's... you get Hamer, I mean, I don't even think I, think, I don't know small small bone. There's another one we're interested. It weird,
0: doesn't it? I feel uncomfortable saying. Action. I feel uncomfortable saying that one. I feel like I've said it wrong every time. Yeah, and I've just yeah. like said a, you know, something a bit
1: rude. <laughs> but he's um yeah, small bowl. Oh, I'm not going to say it anyway. Um yeah, he's he's not he's not a goal scorer either. You know, he's more of a, a, a from what I've seen of him, and I'm not an expert. A, you know, a, a small bone expert. <laughs> but um, I think he's like more of a normal sort of player. I don't think he's very. Uh, you know goal scoring orientated, so if we'd like to say we the, the best case scenario bring him and Hamer in, I think a lot of you know a lot of a lot of it's gonna fall on aimer
0: indeed indeed it is right, and the last one you've you've alluded to it there we're gonna need a John lundstrom mm. style Lord lundstrom season from someone who's never shown
1: much before, and I think we need this from two or three players
0: yeah that was that was your suggestion but I just thought that's so impossible I, I just don't that <laughs> it's, it's almost not even worth discussing but can we get yeah. can we get one player to do that and just just to contextualise for anyone who's forgot Lundstrom was you know we, I think most fans would have been perfectly fine with saying two Lou to Lundstrom uh, after that promotion season or even the one before because he uh, you know, he looked like a poor man's Paul Coots, essentially, which is what we yeah. were asking him to do. Didn't look as good as Lee Evans, I don't think, who oh, obviously no. didn't look anywhere near as good as Norwood when he signed. I think he only played like 400 minutes in that promotion season, and then all yeah, through, stars, I think, yeah, yeah, all through that pre-season. They're like that's oh, a bit weird. Lunch from starting, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> how come Lundstrom starting again? I remember having this conversation like multiple times of like, oh, I you know, you just need someone who's, you know, like look at Arison and Neil this year, you know, You just, yeah, need, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. need someone to fill the team sheet, and then suddenly it got to the the day
1: of Bournemouth away, like I, it was the day before, if you remember rightly, because S two, <laughs> uh, a certain poster on S two, just who posts the team said Lundstrom starts, and it were outrage. Yeah, <laughs> we like, like what? what? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, and look, we all know what happened with Lundstrom. He, yeah.
0: he did—he—he uh, he got too big for his boots, if you like. Although he did get the movie, you know, merited, I suppose. Or, done or the same there,
1: by the sounds of it. Yeah, had a good start and then absolutely tailed off. But yeah,
0: yeah. But he was—you know—he's was a big part of us not having anything to worry about in the second half of that season, and it came from absolutely nowhere. Now we need someone else who's already here. I'm not including a new signing here because I really do think it's important that a current member of the squad. Has a season like that where they've never shown much before, and there's not mm. that many candidates for it. But yeah. I mean, so Ben Ben five goals. Like, if he's playing all the time, like he does get in the box. I think. Yeah, ben a, yeah. I, I almost can't believe we're having
1: this conversation, but I, I can't. I, but yeah, I, I, I he's the first one that I thought of when when obviously we're talking about this, like what we're going to talk about. If the we're first playing thing,
0: ultra hmm. defensive, you know, mega intensity. He'll run run for days, Osborne, won't he? Mm. I mean, it, it, yeah, it will do. It, yeah, it could it could happen. It's extreme. That's extremely unlikely. Could Max Lowe, you know, have a season like I don't know, three quarters as good as Ender Stevens did that year? I mean, that step up by Stevens was ridiculous. Yeah, Max yeah. Lowe's a decent player. Has he got that next level to go to? I, I, I is he out of contract this year? You know, that they go Prince the master stroke of uh, <laughs> this is his final season so, yeah. with us. So you know, he's, yeah. he could be playing for a contract and you know.
1: Zola. This is mm-hmm. you know, Brewster these, Brewster Brewster's another one like where's this guy been you know what I mean yep. and that's what we need and th- I think we're probably in a couple of them like I said but can one of them become this player who you're like wow what a you know everyone in the fantasy league again <laughs> maybe yeah. not as much as Lord Lundstrom but you know everyone's like well you know Bruce is only 3 million get him in you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah. Can,
0: can they be like almost like a free signing a bonus player someone that you'd you'd just written off as like squad player you know absolute Mm. absolute maximum someone that you know can just spot start here and there when people are injured or we want to rotate can they not be that and become like oh this guy's starting every single week because he's been absolutely brilliant for us and why would you change it so yeah fingers crossed I I, I do think we'll need that from someone just with the Mm. list of candidates and, and by its by its nature, this is like we're, we're predicting that something unpredictable happens or unlikely happens. So I, I just went with a three out of ten for this. I could see it, but also it's by definition pretty unlikely.
1: I've gone six out of ten, oh, uh, well. just because I think a lot of players are going to get the chance who probably wouldn't have got the chance in a, I don't know, it's in a with a normal club. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, a normal, normal They're going to be players who are going to get chance. They're going to play more games. And I might keep saying about Sula and Jebison, but I think it, you can extend it to the likes of Osborne and, and, and Lowe and stuff like that, that you know, there's gonna be an opportunity for you and it's up to you to take it. And I and I think it's not that unlikely that one of these players steps up this year. I think it's more likely to be a younger player, like yeah. I say Sula, Jebison, Bruce, or someone like that. I mentioned Brooks. And, and, but yeah, yeah, Brooks could be someone like that who finally, you know, gets it together and and really sort of shines on the biggest stage we saw even you know last season he didn't really get that much time but Jebison at the end of the, the awful relegation season I don't think it was a Lundstrom impact or anything like that but he did have an impact and maybe over a course of time he could get another you know something like that
0: yeah indeed so there you go mate Those that is how to avoid relegation this season so mm. get creative i.e. Find, a, um, find the most effective way of playing and find it quickly McBurney to become our all-time leading Premier League scorer, so uh, at least nine goals for him. Mm -hmm. Hope that more than one other team has the season from hell. Get a career season out of West Fodringham. Get meaningful contributions slash five goals combined out of Brewster, Jefferson and Asula. Have an unbelievable swing of luck with injuries. Keep your heads if we lose four or five in a row like last time. Two midfielders getting ten goals between them. That'd be very nice. And a Lundstrom, a Lord Lundstrom season from someone who's never shown much before. String the majority of those together, mate and it's going to be a fun season and we'll, Unbelievable. Be, we'll be we'll be out after the uh, spurs home game final game of the season celebrating uh, a year of consolidation in the premier league i think as we've suggested there with our ratings it's, it feels really really unlikely from where i'm yeah. sat right now but it, it's not impossible you know those are those are all things that could happen and i think we probably need the mo- the majority of them to come off i'm just i think it paints a picture of how difficult this season is going to be but I hope also uh, shows that it, it can be done I think
1: if I had said to you before the Wilder season uh, the first season what do we need to do to get top 10 would <laughs> you have like you think the ratings would have been just as low for whatever we picked out probably yeah yeah so you know it can be all, miracles happen miracles yeah. do happen yeah um,
0: I did think I'm, that team would stay up, though. I think I was, I was. Yeah, I, did, I, I think I, yeah,
1: I think I went fourth bottom, which is, you know, but maybe negative in, in hindsight, but it seemed positive at the time. Yeah. But I did, I did have us to stay up. Um, but, you know, they finished top ten. If that team can finish top ten, can this team finish fourth from bottom?
0: Yeah, I think it definitely can. I think we've yeah. got, uh, we've got the manager to do it, and hopefully he gets the players he wants over the next few weeks. Um, I definitely would have wanted them in before now um and don't sell anyone else that is a good player for us please i mean unless unless we're fully leaning into that strategy of like (laughs) we just try to make as much money as possible in which case Mm. tell us please because um you know i won't i won't waste my time trying to get away tickets or anything like that if if that's you know openly the strategy that we're just tanking this season and completely putting it away but fingers crossed that's not the case um Right, I don't really want to talk too much about Palace because um, it's Thursday right now, and yeah. uh, I'd, I'd like people to to listen to this over the next week or so, if possible. Um, but we do play on Saturday, and despite, you know, uh, well, the negativity, I think, that we've <laughs> fairly put across in this podcast in recent weeks, I can't blow me Wait, mate, bring it no, on. I'm
1: looking forward to it, really. I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, I mean, the, the day itself is going to be great. I think... No, we've got no expectations. Everyone's going to go in. I do think it'll be a great atmosphere. I think if if, if anything does turn, it'll be in a, a month or a couple of months' time. I don't think it's going to happen in the first game. Um, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. I think it's a... This is what's frustrating again. And it's a nice start. Pallison aren't in the best shape. And, you know, it's going to be... Every, I mean, every game's probably going to be like this, but it's going to be like a cup game where, mm. where the team we're going to put out is going to be a lower mid-table championship, I think. And we've come up against a mid-table Premier League team. You can win those games. You know, we've seen it before. Yeah.
0: What What is it we've got embroidered in our shirts? the out-run, out-fight, out-play or something, in it? Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, we, we, we have to lean into that for every single game. And, yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree about the atmosphere. I think, uh, you know, Prince Abdullah not being present for these games. I assume he won't be. No. Um, obviously, <laughs> appeared be, at the end be. of last season. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think him not being in the ground... Helps a bit in that regard because yeah, it's, I agree. I agree. I mean, there can't be a United fan out there that has any sort of animosity towards Heckingbottom or the current crop of players. No. Surely, it's like this is not you know the players that we're left with. It's not.
1: It's not their fault that that's no. Really... no I'd be really disappointed if if you know. I mean, we all do it. Misplays, you, Oh, but I'd, I'd hate it if we start you know picking on players just because they, they might be playing at a level that's they're not ready for or they're not yeah. good enough or a new signings part. just yeah d- doesn't second, immediately yeah, look amazing. Yeah. Yeah, completely. If, if you know, if Souza has a terrible debut, can't get on his back. Slomani, you know, you think, oh, you know, LaRouche is even getting on with him in preseason. You know, by January they might look like good long-term signings. You can't get on any of these players' backs, and everyone should be getting behind them.
0: Yeah, uh, certainly we'll be doing. And as uh, I said to you off air, I have a uh, quite a strong feeling that we will
1: not be on zero points come full time in this one. I, well, view really... I from one of them says that he, he fully expects them to be top of the league by the end of Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not. I'm not going that far, but I, I do think because um, I think we, I, you know. I, our default will have to be until so we get more players in. Defend,
1: defend, Keep,
0: defend. Defend, defend, defend. Keep it tight. Yeah. Palace are a counter-attacking team. Well, you know, good luck counter-attacking on a team that doesn't really have any attackers left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I can absolutely foresee a, a nil-nil or a one-all or maybe even a one-nil in our favour. I, I, I'm, I think we're going to get off to a, a positive start. I, I do also foresee a situation where. Uh, you and I speak on Monday or whatever when we record after a draw. And we're like, ah, oh, that should have been a win. You know, if we mm-hmm. if we still got in Jai, if we still got Burger, if we'd moved yeah. a bit faster, yeah. that's a missed opportunity. Palace are going to make a slow start this season. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could be a, it could be a bittersweet point, but it's hey, it's a hell of a lot better than having zero points in it. So yeah, let's yeah. see. I'm I'm optimistic. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, let's let's see how it shapes up. There's a lot of
1: unknowns about this team. Uh, heading into the season, and... I'd say if we, you know, you never know, you never know. It's so unlikely, but Traore, Slomani, uh, uh Isuzu, if he plays, if they, you know, have the games of the life or whatever, and then they, you know, and we've we've got them right at the right time, you could have a good team on your hands. I can't see it, but I'm I'm ending on a positive. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it, and there's also that excitement factor of these new players. You know, yeah, I've, you know, I've seen. Right, yeah.
0: I've not really watched many friendlies. I went to Rotherham, and then I've I've not bothered streaming any others or anything. So I've I've not seen Slamani kick a ball. Not seen Traore kick a ball. Trusty, no one's seen kick a ball. He was uh, uh, behind closed doors, I think he played, was it, uh, against Stuttgart? Yeah. Uh, Lurushi, I've only seen for nine minutes or whatever for uh, sixty minutes or whatever minute was at Rotherham? So yeah, there's there's some excitement and intrigue factor in that as well. And uh, yeah, we're we're back in the Premier League. Let's uh, you know. I know I've. I know I've sort of talked down our chances a lot, or in the last month or so, with mm. what I think is good reason. But ultimately, this is what you, this is what you're a football fan on for, in it. Like, unless you're an absolute fan of an elite club, you want to see your team in the top division. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully upsetting some more established teams. And yeah, let's hope we can pull that off on Saturday.
1: It'd be really weird going into this game. We've pretty much no nerves. Whether that carries mm. on, up until you know, if we got one nil up, I'll be nervous. But you're going into a season where I think the, the vast majority of people on the ground will be not expecting much at all. You never know. Good work in our favour. Good work in our favour. think it were Danny Hall and Adam Oxley again on, who just said United fans are at the best when they're expected to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty common refrain down the years, isn't it? And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the position we're going to be in a lot this season. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll lend itself to a intimidating Bramall Lane atmosphere because don't forget... We weren't allowed in the last time we were in the Premier League, like, apart from that one final game. So, yeah, yeah sing sing your arts out, Blades, and uh, let's hopefully uh, get off to a good start. and, and get, get behind them. <laughs> Imagine that. Get a win next week. Get a few more signings in. Maybe go and get a point at Forest or something like that.
1: Beat Forest. Don't know Jump what you're all worried stage. about. Oh, come on. Let's, do let's say this is all the thing. The people who like you know been shaking their head at what we said at the beginning, I, I hope you're right so much. I hope... In eight months, we're on air issuing an apology to everybody who thought we, you know, this were a good thing.
0: My, my shorthand version of this is: I think the process stinks. Like the process that we're following that's led to, you know, two days out from the start of the season. Yeah, I think it stinks. I don't think it's. I don't think it's smart. I think it's. If it is thought out, then I think it's sort of almost double think. Like we seem to be going backwards on ourselves. But it might still work out. We've said this before. Mm-hmm. The prince has been really. Either a genius or very lucky during his tenure in terms of like, <laughs> you know how things have shaken out for him. And let's hope yeah. this is another one. I don't, I don't trust the process on this one, but I really, really hope it does work out. Um, and yeah, let's get off to a good start on Saturday. Um, Rami, uh, anything to plug? Sorry, we've talked for
1: a, a good old long time. Here, but yeah. We, uh, yeah, very much enjoyed it. Pre-season, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've got the view from Sue's. Like, like I say, uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't a great view from whatsoever. But X-rated view from. It's an X-rated view from. X-rated view from <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't show it to your kids. Um, I've <laughs> left a couple of things out actually because they're not. Um, yeah, very offensive, which I, I would never going to put into into it. But um, yeah, he, he, I, like I said, I've said on one of the comments uh, that. I like doing these player view from and I do think you can learn bits and pieces and stuff by doing you know getting other fans opinions but don't read that much into it you know what I mean you can't judge a player on a bad view from and it is a bad view from Coventry City thought Fleck were rubbish so yeah. you know don't don't judge it and I will have the Palace view out um, tomorrow tomorrow oh, morning glory. I'll have the Palace view out yeah uh, very very optimistic which I'm it's like that who th- were it would Trey the Blade who uh <laughs> tweeted like last when we first went up all the when all the pundits were saying you're like "Jeffrey united are going to struggle you're like shut up you don't know what you're talking about and it's still your natural reaction but you got uh." actually yeah (laughs) i can't really yeah indeed yeah and uh, i might get a media preview out but i can't i just don't think i'll get the time but we'll see nice
0: well yeah the you know the season is definitely uh definitely here if you're going to be putting the pretty much a few out tomorrow. Um, What have I done? Uh, I'm writing for the Guardians fan network thing this year. So that's like a couple of times a season. So that's on uh, the Guardians website. Um, And I'm going to be doing a weekly thing like a fan voice thing for bbc sport as well so i looking forward to this <laughs> yeah so this is on i think every club has got like a dedicated page on the bbc sport website or apps so if you just i don't know tap on chef united uh, it'll take you to that page and yeah every week a, a short piece from me um not a not a report or anything like that it's supposed to be uh about a sort of issue or theme or topic or whatever um, about the club in general that's pertinent to that week. So, um, yeah, that's on BBC Sport if anyone wants to read that. I'm only writing for the uh, the lefty outlets, mate. Who's, who, who am I missing? <laughs>
1: Wilder's not coming back if you carry on with this sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. All right, mate. Uh, thanks so much for your time. I really enjoyed that, actually. I know we I know obviously talk down our chances a fair bit, but um yeah, that's that's got me in the mood for uh it's got me in the underdog mood for Saturday. Yeah. So uh yeah, it made made me get over burger leaving a little bit as well. I think although we'll see about that. Um right, well yes that is roysviewfrom.com dot com. We follow you up Panchero and me at Blaze Pod on Twitter and uh yeah I'll I'll see you Saturday mate. A new season begins. Let's uh let's let's hope we get something to enjoy on Saturday out of it. But yeah, thank
1: you very much. Thanks a lot mate let's do, let's go for it